and welcome. <laughs> you just started laughing again. And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, brought to you by the Dynasty Football Network and DynastyFootballFactory.com. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. You can find me on Twitter at DFF underscore Madman. <laughs> and Shane Manila. I'm actually not on Twitter. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I've heard that there's someone impersonating me on Twitter, which is awkward. It's a good way to, for you to get out of any situation that you've been in well, for a while. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely the other guy. So, all right. Well, hey, listen, we have a big show for you tonight with all this stuff we have to talk about. And we're still trying to finalize all our information for our Midwest Expo. Shane, did you finally get your tickets today? I booked my tickets and um, I told Jeremy um, there's a good chance that I get lost on the way home because I have to get a flight with a stop. And uh, it's not like bus stops. I don't know if you guys know this about planes. So they make you get off the plane and then walk somewhere else to get on another plane. Have you never been on a plane before? <laughs> no, 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 no. That happens all the time. I've done, I've done this before. I've done it once. I'm actually flying to Cleveland for something else. And uh, I missed my connecting flight and got stuck in uh, Chicago, O'Hara, for an additional four hours to the next flight to get me out there. So this is going to be awful if that happens now because my flight is already scheduled to get home at 12. 12 midnight oh my god uh, so i'm gonna be so get on the right plane man come on you yeah, should so do that's the thing if you if if you have my number and if i have your number and you see me calling you at monday morning um roughly between 12 and 5 a.m please answer i might be in your town and i might need somewhere to stay it's so funny because traveling and doing all this stuff with my brother i'm on like so many planes and i have connections every freaking time it's not that big of a deal you'll be yeah. fine the, the one thing i'm concerned about is i leave at 7 30 you leave at 7 50 the convention's over at six so we're both gonna be hauling ass over to the airport uh making sure we catch our flights you know my favorite part is the dirty looks you get when like you have no choice in the matter and you're in atlanta and you're going from like one side of the airport to the complete other side of the airport and you have like 30 minutes and you barely make it you're the last one on the plane and everybody's looking at you like you were just like you know wasting time having a great time shopping at the airport or something like you had any say in the matter and they're just giving you you know side glances i, didn't, I can't help it real quick that o'hara that that time i had to, to stop over in o'hara it was literally yeah completely the other side of the uh the airport and i don't know if yeah. any of you've been to o'hara that's a huge yeah. airport <laughs> And I, I got off the plane with like, I knew there was like 10 minutes to spare. And I literally ran the whole way and I couldn't even feel my shins by the time I got there uh, to where my plane was. And I got there just in time to uh, see my plane still at the gate, but the tarmac nice. was no longer there. And I was like, any chance? And they're like, no. <laughs> well, it's... the madman bust is going to get you guys on time back to your return flights, but you're on your own. Because I think by the time you arrive Friday night, Mike and I and uh, Russ Fisher, we're going to be, um, you know, at the peak of partying by the time you get in. <laughs> yeah. So you're just going to have to Uber to us and we'll tell you where we're at. Or I get Look, there I, at 1145 get... in the morning on Friday. So yeah, I get there. <laughs> I, I got to leave from work um, to the airport. <laughs> Uh, I actually have to dip out early, so that'll be fun to tell my boss. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll just fall down the steps or something, and then they'll let me leave. So, yeah, for the Midwest Expo, which is August the 18th. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy, why don't you tell everybody about it? Yeah, I think I have this memorized, man. Um, so everybody needs to check this out, Midwest ffexpo.com uh, put on by bob lung and uh sunday august 18th like shane said we're all going to be there the three of us and i mean tons of people are going to be there it runs noon to 6 p.m there in canton canton ohio where the uh hall of fame is for pro football you should check that out too but um noon to six we're going to be there so many people um 32 booths from across fantasy football industry uh, many more people that don't have booths just dropping by to hang out and and mingle and talk fantasy football there's a podcast stage with live podcasts going on and a main stage for you know speakers and panel discussions and i think your uh, buddies here at the hq are going to be involved in one of the panel discussions at least i can't I mean, wait people from all over the country i know it's going to be awesome <laughs> but uh, the thing about it, it's a midwest fantasy football expo but really people from all over the country are going to be at this thing um 
it's going to be a blast. I hope we see a ton of people come out. Again, it's MidwestFFExpo.com. I think it's 20 bucks to get in, but either way, you can save five bucks off your ticket if you go to that website and enter the code TRADESHQ for your buddies here at the HQ. Go make sure, and, and if, even if you need just one ticket, make sure you buy like seven <laughs> using that code because you get $5 off. So basically, yeah, bring all your saving, friends. Come on. You're, you're saving $5 a pop, really. So yeah, if you were thinking about going, make sure you, you uh, use that code and uh, you'll see us there. You'll see Christ. I mean, anybody that's on apparently the East Coast of America <laughs> is going to be there. So it's going to be a blast, man. There's going to be a lot of people there. Shane, I wanted to ask you, Jeremy and I talked about it yesterday. Uh, how are you going to feel being up on stage in front of people talking? <laughs> I mean, we do this, uh, you do this I'm like in the basement and so I'm looking forward to it too, but I want to know how Shane's going to feel in front of people. Uh -oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm painfully shy. So, <laughs> That's what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man. I don't know. If I, if I have to, I look, I might go out there like, um, you guys darn in the rap, but like Ghostface Killer used to wear a mask. <laughs> so you couldn't see his face. I might come out on the ma wearing a mask. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. But, you know, you mentioned about falling down to get out of work. But, you know, we have a lot of news and our news is brought to you by Rotoshurance. And you can get insurance for your players in case they fall down too, right? At rotoshurance.com, use the code DynastyTradesHQ, all in caps, and get your discount. So we have a few news stories here, including AJ Green. Yeah, so AJ Green. Yeah, speaking uh, of injuries, <laughs> and insurance. Yeah. At first, it looked like um, he's going to miss the year. Then it was just a lower ankle sprain, and then that lower ankle sprain turned into ligament damage, and my man's out for six to eight weeks. So yeah, all those uh, takes that I had all summer about buying AJ Green cheap because you know he's still productive. So what? He's thirty-one. Blah 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 blah. He's probably not going to be. Definitely not going to be ready for the season opener. And uh, who knows after that? And you know the worst part of it is, is it the field that they practice on? It was a Dayton's field, and the reason they practice there, it's the NFL's one hundredth. Anniversary yeah. or some shit yeah, like that. that's what the it anniversary is this year. of the first official NFL game or first recognized football game, <laughs> and that was actually held in Dayton. Um, so that's why they practiced there. And um, before they came out in the field, or you know, they saw the field, the players were complaining about the field oh, that it was basically shit. That sucks. And then he goes out there and tears his uh, ankle. Yeah, that's horrible that they had to play on in conditions like that, leaving Tyler Boyd as the last living Bengals wide receiver available for that team. <laughs> Yeah, I guess yes. Shane John Ross is hurt. I'm sorry. Yeah. So not not John uh, John Brown though. If anybody was wondering that, John Brown's fine, but John Ross um, <laughs> is injured. He missed practice today with tightness. Tightness. Um, he struggled with consistency. I had tightness the other day. Yeah. So Jesus. he could miss two weeks with a hamstring injury because That's he awful. is apparently made of rubber bands. I, I don't know, dude. I mean. I was this close to writing up a buyer John Ross. He could break out this year story after, you know, AJ Green went down. And I was like, let me hold off a couple of days. Let me just see him get through. Dude couldn't get through two practices. Two f***ing practices. What's today? Tuesday? Yeah. Today's Tuesday. So, yeah. AJ Green got hurt Saturday. I don't know if they practiced Sunday. I'll say they did. I'll give him that practice. So he got through Sunday's practices fine. And then he got injured Monday. Now he's going to miss two weeks. So, yeah um aj green uh out uh john ross out uh so pick up your auden tates and your tyler boyd obviously is gonna ball out and uh see it, we're, who else is there I, I don't even know i i sincerely don't know um i know there's a couple guys that i liked as sleepers going back some time but i've given up on them well you know you're you're always so fond about saying how super flex is the way to go and quarterbacks are this and that what do you think about dalton then Oh, he's dead. Um, I didn't even. I know his. I don't know the exact splits, but basically, he's a QB low end QB one, or he's a lot better, obviously, with AJ Green on the field than uh, not on the field. Yeah. So, oh, oh yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Alex Erickson, get all your Alex Erickson. Oh, good there. God, absolutely! Rush, rush out there. <laughs> all right. So the other. <laughs> It just it's so funny i'm sorry we're on google hangouts and jeremy looks like the guy from the the what was that show with tim allen where you can only see the neighbor's eyeballs oh really yeah <laughs> the you can't see my face right no, now all i can see is your eyeballs oh, and it just cracks I must me have up moved 
I, I tilted my screen back so I could see better, and now you can only see my eyes. Mr. Wilson or whatever it was. Um, yeah. So we also had a story over here well, about real quick. Zeke. Yeah, real what? Quick. The, the worst thing <laughs> oh about my God. The, the worst thing about the AJ Green thing is the people out there talk basically dancing on his his, his headstone. Like, oh, I, I told you, he's old and he's going to get injured. Like, really, you could have predicted that he was going to get injured on a shit field in Dayton. Like, <laughs> you are a psychic because it wasn't even the foot that was injured last year. It was the other. It was the other ankle. But anyway, yeah, I'm another sorry. freak injury. John Ross is not a freak injury, man. I, no, 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 that no, guy no. was the trap rookie draft um the year he came out i don't see him ever doing much but um yeah aj green just unfortunate he'll be back aj green's a beast well we did have a couple of running backs that didn't show up this week which everybody knew was going to happen too because of contracts but zeke and gordon Gordon. yeah yeah so melvin so i'm loving the zeke show because they're putting the full court press on him um jerry jones came out the other day and and said basically you don't need a rushing champion to win a super bowl (laughs) Because, you know, the last team or the first team that did it was uh, us with Emmett Smith back in the 90s. Meanwhile, you drafted Zeke at like four overall or whatever it was, two overall, whatever it was. It was top five and built that team around Ezekiel Elliott. Like, you, you, it's not built around wide receivers. It's not built around, you know, Dak Prescott. It's built around Ezekiel Anderson. But they signed out. <laughs> Ezekiel <So>. Anderson. <laughs> What did I call him? Ezekiel Anderson. You said I don't Ezekiel. Even know who, where Ezekiel you get that name Anderson. from? Uh, I'm thinking King up. Ezekiel from uh, Walking Dead or whatever. So Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> we built that team around Ezekiel Elliott. Damian um, Roma was just not going to do well this year. <laughs> so yeah, they built that team around Ezekiel Elliott. Um, oh yeah, now, that's just an owner trying to get leverage, man. That's just yeah. a dumb thing to say. Well, and, plus but they did. They did sign Alf. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Alfred Morris. That's so, awesome. Are you running out there and picking him up? No. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I will. I'll pick him up and trade him to a Zeke owner for a fourth round rookie pick. Oh, well, yeah, sure. If you're going to do that just to turn Real around, deal, I guess. baby. Yeah, exactly. And Mike Weber and Tony Pollard. Um, first of all, Tony Pollard, you should already. I was going to say, Tony should, Pollard. Most of the, well, I looked at most of my leagues last night. Tony Pollard and Mike Weber, mo- they're, they're um, owned in most leagues. But Tony Pollard at least have some value even when Zeke comes back because he's more of a receiver. But uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of the times with yeah, our yeah, standalone value, not a yeah. hand, as a handcuff. Yeah, and a lot there, yeah. and a lot of our leagues when we were all drafting all these rookies during those rookie drafts, it was when one of those stories popped up about Zeke getting in trouble. So both of those guys were picked up in a lot of those drafts, mostly because of the news at the time. That was nice of Zeke, though, to just be a douchebag over the summer before the holdout so I could let you know, like, all right, go get his his backup tank ups or whatever, because he might not be around. And then Gordon, too. Yeah, so Gordon, from what I read, they are a few million apart. Um, Oh, jeez. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen there. But Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, problem is is they're already owned, so... (laughs) It's been a while now that these stories have been floating around. And, and and of course, there was another running back story. I don't know why we always put this on the show sheet every week with Todd Gurley. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny. is like I've been on Twitter, you know, I haven't been on Twitter as much, um, which might be hard to tell because I'm on vacation. Um, so, <laughs> but I hadn't seen anything at all on Todd Gurley. So I just, you know, I, I went on, looked around, I, I Googled it. Um, looked on the interwebs and apparently and i don't know if this is scheduled he's on an every other day practice schedule oh really um, yeah sean mcveigh basically said at the beginning of camp that he's not going to do every rep which obviously that makes sense anyway most vets yeah. wouldn't have to but you know some situational stuff that he wouldn't do um but they've practiced five days and he's taken two days off and if everyone remembers what my biggest fear would Gurley is is that he's going to play one week then not the next and then uh i think this is a nice precursor to that though so all you uh it's possible people i think it just they're resting his knee now you know his his legs now letting him you know um not you know just be really fully healthy for the start of the season and so he can play every sunday um you know with and maybe not, maybe even at 75%, I remember you and I talked about that a little bit before, Shane, but 75% of Todd Gurley is still a running back one. So it's uh, most seasons. So, you know, I'm not going to steer completely clear of him in most leagues. Uh, 
you know, yeah. obviously he's not going to play forever, but I just think the the negative spin on this has been way too much. And it's, it's given us a pretty good value in, in drafting him in startups, man. He's just dropped to like the second and third round and he just keeps like free falling. Yeah. I've, and you know, I'm, you know, me, I've kept him everywhere. I had him and I did what in the Scott fishbowl. I think I got him in the, the beginning of the third round. Cause I had that turn thing. Um, the other running trade back. Alert. Yeah. Oh, trade alert. But wait, what's we the trade alert? The other running back. back what? But, <laughs> I'll break it in. We'll, we'll break it up a little bit. There's other stuff to talk about, but I, I wanted to get into a trade alert. I know, but the trade alert actually is part of the news with the player, but you could do it <laughs> the trade first. Was saying, I was going to do the news first with the player and then do your trade, but go ahead. There's go no for your trade. Goddamn. There's nothing. You're worse than me. There's nothing. Not one of these trades involves any of these players. Oh, yeah, you're right. I read the name wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> literally. I saw David Montgomery, and I was thinking the Devin Singletary news. But that, go ahead. Well, you know what? You know what? This kind of – I should have probably broke this in after the A.J. Green news. So if you want to fix that in editing, go for it. If not, <laughs> and you're listening to this show, just re- pretend this happened after the A.J. Green news. Oh yeah, let's goodness. keep it that way. Let's just pretend it'll be more fun. But go ahead. What's the trade? So we got a trade. Uh, uh, on one side, you've got David Montgomery. He's a running back for the Bears. Um, oh. And Tyler Boyd for George Kittle, a 2022nd, and then a 2024th rounder, which is meh. Is it tight end premium? Fourth rounder. Is it tight end premium? It is not tight end premium. It is a single QB league. Oh, well, then I'd go with David and Tyler. I mean, Kittle may be like the best tight end there is, but if it's not tight end premium, I'd rather have the running back and a wide receiver, especially after what's going on with A.J. Green, than to have George Kittle. Madman's thinking. Uh, Is Madman thinking, really? He's thinking. Because he loves Kittle. He loves Kittle, though. I wasn't thinking. Well, what are you doing? I wasn't thinking. Uh, I'll probably take the George Kittle side. I I like both sides of that, in fact. But yeah, I, I'll probably if I have George Kittle, I'll just keep him. So okay. Shane, what's the situation? I am on the Tyler Boyd and David Montgomery side of yeah. this trade. For yeah. me, that's the way I would go too. Well, yeah. you've you've been getting better, man, over the past year and a half. <laughs> Definitely have to give you some kudos because uh, oh. this is a really even even trade for me i think most people probably would go montgomery and boyd and i'm fine with that if you if you do it but i'm gonna hang on to my man kittle and real quick this trade was made before aj green went down. oh before oh okay. yeah yeah this was made before that so like the other guy obviously unless he was psychic had no idea that aj green was gonna <laughs> get injured again and if he's psychic um <laughs> i got a lot of questions to ask well him. the Bengals I, might be psychic because yeah. they did sign boyd for you know long-term deal so um, they're prepared to have him there for a while. If he's yeah. psychic, then shouldn't he do better in fantasy? <laughs> well, I don't know. How do you know? This guy hasn't won the league every year. Well, then he'd do better in the trades. <laughs> well, this was a pretty even trade, according to Jeremy. I mean, he could be psychic, but just still fair. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If he's going to be psychic, then he's not going to be fair. He's going to try to win. Like the guy who I took the, the, the Biff's Almanac, you know? Is he going to take it and then say, oh, I don't really want to take the money of the casino? You mean Marty McFly? No. Biff took it. Well, Marty took it, you're right, but the Biff stole it from him. But no, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Good talk. Good you know, in addition that. to liking Kittle a lot, you guys know why I would take that trade. I mean, I, I'm the guy that wants a top three tight end and just plug him in every week. And so my thinking is that I could find somebody, you know, a la David Montgomery a little bit easier and definitely Tyler Boyd, um, you know, easier and cheaper maybe even than – trying to get George Kittle. Plus I could just draft a running back high next year. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like it's more difficult for me to try to replicate a George Kittle on my team, but I still think that either side of that is like, whatever you, you know, whatever you're going for. Tyler Boyd's that good, huh? No, I do. I just, um, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's worth what people want to make him. I don't think he is what people want him to be. Maybe. Um, No, he's fine. I, I don't hate on the guy. I actually liked him coming out. I drafted him a lot in rookie drafts, but it's um, kind of like what you and I have talked about before, Jeremy. Because you like those tight ends, I like the running backs. <laughs> so I'd, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think that I'd rather take the shot on the running back and get a different tight end in a non-tight end premium. Maybe if it was tight end premium, it'd be different because Kittle's probably the best or the second best well, or whatever. Yeah. But in non-tight tight end, end just sells them, yeah. yeah, exactly. In non-premium, I'd rather take the running back and the wide receiver and try to do something. I don't like tight end premium, by the way. Yeah, uh, leagues. 
uh, personally, I don't. Uh, so I was taking him regardless of that. But. Right, right, right. But you also always say that you like tight ends anyway. So, all right. So go back to the news. We were talking about some running backs, like we just said, and Derrick Henry's in a walking boot, right? Yeah. So he's in a boot. He's in a boot. If you were Canadian, um, that's, by the way, uh, that's how you say about. What are you talking about? Oh, what's this? Oh, boot. Um, so he's in a walking cast or walking, whatever you call that thing. Walking boot. Yeah. So he's got robo boot and he's expected to be in that for a couple of weeks. Of course, like every injury in the preseason, it's not a big deal. It's just really precautionary. A walking boot is not precautionary. Um, that sounds like some coach speak to me. Um, our buddy Travis May is actually, um, he covers the Titans for, I forget what website and I apologize, but. Uh, Road of his? No. Um, actually for. No, no, no. Like a, a Titan. USA Today. No, a Tennessee one. Maybe USA Today. So Travis May. We're just going to um, sit here. He's going to read off every single thing. This freaky dude. Yeah, from the USA Today, he's actually covering them. He said Deion Lewis has looked really good. Um, Marcus Mariota has looked uh, bulked up. Um, he didn't tell me this, but A.J. Brown's been injured. Um, Corey Davis has looked phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, so Derrick Henry is in a walking boot, so – People like me that were all over Deion Lewis anyway are loving this. Um, never root for injury. Never root for injury. But I think it's obvious that Deion Lewis is a – he's a good buy. Um, yeah, people that are pronouncing him dead um, need to just move. Hold on. I got to mute this for a I've, I've gone after him a lot in startup drafts. <laughs> and I'm laughing because yeah, Shane had to mute it to throw something. <laughs> I didn't see it. That's – I'm a professional. I keep it cool at all times. <laughs> at least he's I... muting now. Remember the old days? He wouldn't even mute the mic. He'd just hear every word of it and have to edit it out. I'd have to oh. edit it out. Exactly. Now at least he mutes it. But then the audience hears this little click noise. <laughs> I just want to know which guest called DHS on me because that wasn't cool. <laughs> um, anyway. Nobody did that. Stop it. Uh, so, But yeah, Alex Barnes. That gives Alex Barnes a little bit of a run. That's a, one of those late running backs that I liked. Um but, you know, this is another thing. If you believe in Derrick Henry, go make some offers on him. Um, if you don't believe in him, try to sell him. I don't know. Whatever. You know, it's funny. When you talk about late running backs. That was some really good football advice right there, too, Yeah, by sure. The way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But, but when you talk about late running backs, you know, now it's not the same. But back in, what, uh, April and May, uh, Devin Singletary was going in the second, third, fourth sometimes. I got him in almost every single draft I was in, and I got him way late every single time. But everybody's freaking out about him now playing with the ones. Yeah, so I, I think the Bills have done everything except put out a press release saying we hate LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> um, yeah, LaShawn McCoy is definitely not our starter. Can you tell? Man, um, it would so be so see. awesome if Devin is. So what did they do? They added Frank Gore, um, added TJ Yeldon, um, and then drafted this kid in the third round. I believe he was the third round. He was a day two pick. Yeah. Sites can look that up and confirm it for me. Okay. Um, Singletary didn't perform well at the combine. His combine numbers were pathetic. He's undersized, but the kid produced like a monster in college. Oh, he's and, awesome, dude. Yeah. If you're going to be, if you're not going to be the the greatest athlete at a specific position, running back's the one to do it because you can get by with the volume. Um, he's a so third round. He's pick. a great running. He's back. A... They were talking about his speed. I mean, being the thing, like he's just not that athletic in his speed. But the guy has great contact balance and vision. And he, at one point in time, he was my number one running back in this class. And after the combine, I kind of softened on that a little bit. I didn't stop liking him any any less. Um, but I think Singletary, you know, given a role, uh, that guy could eat and be, you know, a running back one for sure. As long, like you said, as long as he's getting that volume, because he has what good running backs need um you know the balance of vision the running ability he's not the fastest but there are running backs that run in that same range that have been stars at what 4.6 you know in the 40 overrated uh stat yeah and it says he was a third round pick he was the 74th pick overall and i just checked i I have eight shares of him so i got him in eight of my drafts and they were all late right in those drafts yeah they were all late Uh, people just weren't taking him so here, real quick, he's not. Um, I don't think you. Do, no, maybe you two do. He's not someone that I, I think is a long term asset. Do Do you guys? 
Yeah. Right now, I would think so. Why not? Yeah, I do. Why not? I I think he's a great back. Listen, I was one of the people that really bought into that whole thing all year about this draft class sucks and blah, blah, blah. So I traded away a lot of my picks. That's part of the reason why I got him so late is because I didn't have very many first or second round picks in most of these drafts. But I mean, at it. In the situation he's in right now, it could be, but it could be also what we all talked about back in April and whatever, that maybe with this draft class coming up, all, <laughs> all sorry guys, all the running backs that may be in a great situation right now may all go to shit next year after the draft when all these really good running backs get drafted. But in the situation that it is right now, I think he'd be a long-term asset if nothing else comes there. I'd much rather have him than the the two older guys there, you know? Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying he's not someone that I'd – he's someone that I'd flip. Like, if I got a good offer for him, I'm selling him right now. Although I'd, I'd much rather sell him in season. I was going to say, I'd sell him in starts. season. Yeah, I'd play yeah, him yeah, now. I'd wait if you're going to do that. Yeah. I'd hang on to him, man. He's, he's just a talent, and I think he's going to make people uh, sorry they didn't draft him, you know, when they had a chance to get him. Yeah, long-term asset for me, especially if he becomes a starter, just a durable, good running back. So we don't agree. Well, the uh, you know, there was one other thing on here about Theo Riddick being cut, but I figured he was cut a long time ago. So the last thing we have on the news is... When you, CJ Anderson. Yeah, when you say about, the, uh, about long-term assets, you know, for a while back, I think it was April maybe, uh, the Dolphins fans were so happy about Josh Rosen being traded over to the Dolphins. But I like Shane put on the news, pay, uh, on our show sheet under the news, it says, Josh Rosen is dead. <laughs> so is it kind of over for Dolphins fans thinking something could happen? Um, well, at least going into the start of the season, yes, because apparently Rosen's getting none of the none of the starting reps, and it's all Fitzpatrick. So yeah, but like we've said before, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to do what Ryan Fitzpatrick usually does, which means he's going to have like a seven interception, two three game stretch. And then, um, you know, Rosen will probably get in there. I just, I don't know if he'll be able to show anything at that point. It's going to be a not very fun time here in South Florida when those days happen. But why don't you handle what your situation is? You have to handle right this second. And let's hear from the Scouting Academy and then we'll regroup and come back. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Oh, so that was Scouting Academy. So uh, jump up on the website and uh, hit the link to Scouting Academy and save $50 off their next semester. There's a couple other things on the website too that can get right, including your redraft guide. Yes, the the fantasy factory fun guide, the uh, 2019 fantasy football fantasy fact factory <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> the yeah, the the 2019 factory fantasy football guide. Uh, <laughs> It's on sale now. It's 10 bucks. We've got uh, player capsules. We've got auction strategy, draft strategy, trading strategies, consistency rankings, regular rankings, cheat sheets, snapshots on every team, which is, uh, what, 32 of those. Um, we break down the head coaching changes. We've got projections for every team. Um, we've already updated it a couple times. We updated it after the Tyree Kill news. Because, you know, you, you had to update the uh, rankings because I had him somewhere in the 50s at one point at wide receiver, assuming that he was going to miss 48 games and then had to move him up into my top 10 after or my top 13 after I saw that he is actually going to play. But, yeah, just $10. It's a great guide. Everyone that's gotten it's DM'd me said it's awesome. And I've said, uh, you're right. 
Um, I've also said thank you, but yeah, it is awesome. It's only 10 bucks. Jump on, jump up on the site and uh, go buy it. Cool. Well, we have another trade alert here that it would be interesting actually to know how people think with the redraft league, like your redraft guide and with a dynasty league, what the difference would be in this trade. And it's the Odell Beckham Jr. trade that you have here on the show sheet. So yeah, we've got a uh, trade alert, uh, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr., for DJ Moore and Darius Geis. And this is a Superflex PPC league. Oh, it's a PPC league? All right. Mm-hmm. That that makes a little bit of a difference. But I, I was just wondering if there's a real big difference between Redraft and Dynasty for this trade. Because it, it always seems like Dynasty people want the younger people and the more things. So they would go Geis and more because they get a running back and a wide receiver instead of Odell. But everybody loves Odell. But in redraft, it seems to me like it would be Odell easily. Um, I don't know. For I, for for me, for Dynasty... Shit. I don't like Odell. So... <laughs> I mean, mm. I like him as a as a player. I just, I don't know. Well, I would take your emotions I, out of it. I, I take emotions out of it. Then it seems like in a PPC, then I still would want Darius Geis and DJ Moore. I just, I kind of want them more in a dynasty. If it was redraft, I would go Odell Beckham. I, I, I don't think I would even flinch in a redraft. But in dynasty, I think I'd go Geis and more. Jeremy? What? Okay. What do you mean we, what? Charlie, what do you mean what? We have what are called trade alerts, right? You spelled Beckham wrong. It's H A N. Oh, oh now we, I know who you're talking about. Oh, oh my Beckham's god. Stupid. And then we discussed this said trade. And then we talk yeah. about it a little bit of what we think. Oh. Trade Shane puts a trade on here, wants me to validate him. Um well I don't know what side is yours. Probably traded OBJ for uh, Darius Geis and DJ Moore, but I'm going to take the Odell Beckham Jr. side because um, once he goes off the the hook in like game one and two, I'll get more for him than you're going to get out of Geis and more, like more than than Beck more than that. I think um, I loved both of those players, by the way, coming out in dynasty drafts. Both Me DJ too. Moore and Darius Geis. Moore Me was too. my number one wide receiver. Geis, I liked as much as Barkley. I thought he was going to be a, a great running back um, in the league, and, and he still might. But my, I'm I'm going to go for the guy that um, you know some people are taking in dynasty startups. No shit at 101. So, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. So, what did you do, Shane? Then, oh, I, I was uh, I traded Odell actually for yeah. Darius. I knew it. <laughs> so we've had two trades, and Shane and I have been on the same side, and Jeremy's been on the other. That's that's weird. Dude, you're going down a dark and lonely path. <laughs> Very interesting. So also this week, <clears throat> and this actually is what led to this trade, because as you know, uh, I'll do a write-up on a player, and if I find some things out that I find uh, especially um, good, I guess for lack of a better word, yeah, good. But I, you know, I look things up, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. That's what I meant to say, right? Yeah, you, you yeah, did. Like we uh, everybody will just gloss over that part and then hear the players. So go ahead. That's true. <laughs> So, um, you know, I did an article this week on DJ Moore. One of the things I looked up, I said, you know, he had, what, 788 receiving yards this year. And I said, that, that seems like a really good amount for a 21-year-old rookie, right? Um, so I was like, oh, well, let me go check out Pro Football Reference and uh, just, just see where that ranks. So for 21-year-old rookie wide receivers, that is the 10th best season in the history, uh, going back to the wow. year 2000, excuse me. Seriously? Going back to 2000, yes. Wow. The 10th yeah, yeah. best? <laughs> yeah, since 2000. So I don't know how many players have played since then, but I'll say uh, how many wide receivers, rookies, how many that encompasses. But So the, the guys in the head of them on that list, you've got Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Sammy Watkins, Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Gordon, Nook, Percy Harvin, and Hakeem Nix. Every one of those wide receivers, I think maybe even Sammy Watkins has been a wide receiver one at some point. Wow. And that's 19 years. You know, 2000 doesn't sound like it's that long ago, but that was 19 years ago. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was looking at that, and it was just interesting, you know, and there's a couple things on there that you noticed. Everyone on that list in the top 10, except for one, two, three of the players were drafted in the first round. Hmm. Um, And and even Josh Gordon, he was, it looks like he was the first pick in the second round. 
So that, that's a really good cohort. Guys behind him, he's got Jeremy Macklin, Antonio Bryant, Kenny Brick, Kenny Stills, Robert Woods, Antonio Callaway, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. So he's got good players behind him. So I was like, wow, this, uh, I know he's good. And, it, it, you know, it, obviously he was almost the perfect prospect with his breakout age and his, his dominator share or his dominator rating in college and, and his, his physical uh, metrics. Um, so anyway, I dropped that article on Fantasy Pros talking about how DJ Moore, um, people are, you know, continue to talk up Curtis Samuel, who I like. Um, people are talking about Curtis Samuel, like he's going to be the wide receiver one in that offense. And I think those people are, are probably certifiably insane. Well, let me ask Jeremy, though, because I, I know I, was, agree if I, certifiably insane. I was just going to say. I just did it. Yeah, you um, love you love Curtis. Like either player, I love both of those guys. I don't think <laughs> anybody who likes either player is insane. I think what it what it speaks to is um, how good of a quarterback Cam Newton can be this year. How good both of those players are that we're even arguing about which one is better, which I think is silly altogether. DJ Moore costs more generally than Curtis Samuel in most of the leagues I've seen start up some. ADP wise, I don't think you can go wrong getting either one. My advice is go get both of them. Get either one you can get uh, because I think they're going to both be great. Um, you know, there's a lot of weapons, and that offense goes through Christian McCaffrey. Curtis Samuel can do some things. Well, they both run like running backs after the catch, but Curtis Samuel can do things more like a running back. Um, he, he did that in college. He's shown that he can come in and, um, you know, take take plays like a running back and, and I think also play outside as well. And, and so people thinking that he's better, yeah, judgment call. I mean, it's possible he ends up with more fantasy points than DJ Moore, but I just would go and get either of those players and not really engage in that argument. Um, you know, might spin your wheels for a long time with no answer until the end of the season on, you know, which those players scored more points. Yeah, and it is funny. I mean, Jeremy, you'd really love that guy, I think. I mean, we're in a few leagues together. And both it's, of oh, them, dude. Are yeah. you kidding me? I love both of those players. No, I know for that. Yeah, remember last year I took DJ Moore in pretty much all my drafts, but then I ended up trading him in quite a few of them because, like you said, he's his value was so high that I could get well, stuff I, I out think of him. You took him in, in part because of what I said. We yeah, got, absolutely. We, we got all in on DJ Moore. <laughs> absolutely. This last year, uh, I remember. And I remember yeah, too. Dude, I, I think that was a really good use of your capital last year drafting him. And I know Shane loves DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. But I'm saying in all the leagues that we're in together, you've got Curtis Samuel in all of them. Uh, when I hear the name Curtis Samuel, I see your face. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> but you, it's He was cheap. He was, he was cheaper than DJ Moore, who became, for a lot of people, after we bragged about him and talked about him here, we talked to Travis May last year really early on, and everybody he just kept rising up the draft board, and, not, and then he became not, you know, not a, a value well, – I guess he could still be a value. He wasn't cheap anymore to acquire, whereas Curtis Samuel never really was that expensive in rookie drafts and startups. Hell, even now, I think Curtis Samuel's still a value at where yeah. you can get him in, yeah. in startup drafts. So Curtis that's Samuel. the guy I want because of the value, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and Curtis Samuel's, yeah, he's still definitely a value. The thing is, and my my point of the article was, is Curtis Samuel can be a great value, but I think his upside is wide receiver three, maybe wide receiver two, where DJ Moore is wide receiver one upside. So when you're arguing cost, to me, they're both worth their cost. And DJ Moore, the cheapest you're ever going to get him would have been the rookie draft. But the least next cheapest you're ever going to get him is probably this offseason. Because if he goes out there and does what he should do this year, and what I think he'll do is drop close to 1,000 yards, if not more. And he has room for touchdown regression since he only scored two touchdowns last year. Um, and like I said, you just look at the guys on that list that he's the cohorts with. Just the, the the nine names above him are some of the best wide receivers in the last you know twenty years. And like I said in the article, the, the worst players on that list were, and I, I air quoted that, were Percy Harvin, who had a wide receiver one season, but he had to retire because of headaches or yeah, something. Something. And Hakeem Nix, who also had a wide receiver one season, who I loved, man. Hakeem Nix was a beast and people forget because it went downhill quickly with him for, with injuries to his feet and his ankles um but when that's the the worst players that you're among a group of that's a really good group of players to be among yeah and i think um, i think you said something about the cheapest i think i think right now 
maybe not today because you just said what you said, but I think this offseason was the cheapest you could probably get him. I mean, unless he really falls on his face and does nothing this year. I mean, there was I've seen a lot of trades where he went less than what people were buying him for last year, you know? And 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 even for me, I did that one trade in my home league where I traded DJ Moore, but I got a player that I really wanted, which is another player that's in your next trade here, which was Nick Chubb. You know, I had yeah. done that deal to get Nick Chubb, but you have a trade alert here with Nick Chubb as the next uh, deal. So what's that trade? Well, real quick, I just wanted to go back to the, this Curtis Samuel discussion. Um, you just you just watch your mouth, sir. That wasn't um, me. These are the conversations that I see, like the arguments I see on Twitter that I just give the Heisman. I'm like, nope, no part of that. I'm well, and, and that's why I here. moved on to Chubb. I moved on Chubb. to the next trade, Jeremy, but he doesn't want to. So <laughs> it's fine. We talked about it, but he's like really. I know. He wants to keep going. He's not so, let it go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, I was just going to say, I also think that this is the cheapest besides last year um, that you're going to be able to get Curtis Samuel, too. Because yeah, I but think, that's like Jeremy was saying. Yeah, but that and that's obvious too because he didn't really do that much. So you're still I mean both of those guys didn't really perform that much last year that you would think that they would be higher what? than what they are. No, I'm saying uh, where they would be higher you're than not what listening they, to the young show that we're taping. Yes, but did, what regardless what But you even said you hit, even hit said until no no you even said hit until rewind. you did the research for the web for the article you didn't know. You said it yourself. Don't give me that. So go well, on to the chub. A recent example to frame this up for you guys. Just did a live draft um, this past Saturday with a bunch of uh, analysts and fantasy football, you know, folks from uh, Ohio, uh-huh. and uh, a lot of good people, you know, a lot of friends, and uh, we, we had a good time. That's beside the point. I just wanted to point out that I like the group picture. The group picture was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had somebody. Uh, we had Craig's wife take that picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go wife. ahead. The fourth round, DJ Moore at four oh three went off the off the board and then at 907 curtis samuel so you know five rounds apart you know top nine rounds but fourth yeah. ninth round so that's kind of the the thing i've been seeing pretty consistently is a you know a, a big gap between those two and so yeah i mean if dj moore becomes what you know we all hope he becomes then it, a fourth round pick on him you know right around david montgomery in this one and aaron Rodgers and melvin gordon and brandon cooks you know oj howard went there adam thielen all, the, all those guys kind of in that range you know then great uh curtis samuel where he was taken you know as, as far as values go you know guys like will fuller sammy watkins tevin coleman you know um a, a, and Marvin Jones went after him. So I think they're priced about right for expectation. But clearly, you know, if Curtis Samuel were to approximate what DJ Moore does, then his price is is right, you know, for me to take him. Sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll direct him both. I'll yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, you should. They're so far apart in rounds that it's not like – It won't make a know, difference. Some situations where it's like, oh, that's going to handicap your team. Like, you know, it's dynasty, first of all. I don't care about playing with more than one wide receiver on an offense. Yeah. If I think it's going to be a good offense. Plus, um, when you're by, yeah. when you're down by the ninth round, you, you take the shot because maybe he will be better than what you spade for at the DJ Moore. So go yeah, on man. to the next I'd love trade. I'd the three Rams wide receivers, you know what I mean? Like yeah, all three exactly. Rams starting wide receivers. Yeah. yeah, and I don't even like Cooper Cup, but yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd take <laughs> all three of those guys any day of the week. It is so funny when people talk about I think we even talked about it on the show once, didn't we? Where we talked about there were certain teams where you do want both of the players. I don't remember exactly which team. We had a handful of them that we were I mean, saying any, last year. If it's a top 10 offense, typically, if it's a top 10 offense, sure. the first two wide receivers are going to be, you know, within that first one should be in the wide receiver one to 20 range and the other should be in the 20 to 35 range. So yeah. you're usually okay. You really hit pay dirt if you, you know, if Sammy Watkins is healthy this year and you own him and a scum face. <laughs> Uh, nice. Yeah, if you can then, stand him, I mean, good God. I can't stand that guy. Um, all no, right. Real quick, never root for player injuries, but when it was tweeted out that uh, <laughs> he got injured in practice, I, um, yeah, I, I didn't feel too bad. It was, and I actually did feel bad that it was Who? only a mild Who? quad burst. Who? Who? Oh, a scum face. Oh, okay. And, and for those who don't know, it's Tyreek Hill. But go ahead. Yeah. He was just teaching his son how to box. That's what his son was talking about, about punching him in the chest. It's ridiculous. No, ridiculous. All right, go to the last trade here you got here. So this isn't a trade, and um, I don't even know who offered this to me, but it is in a uh, 
a one quarterback league if that makes any difference whatsoever um this is a trash dynasty trade offer <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, so all i saw was the chub name i didn't see that it was a trash trade i didn't even read it <laughs> yeah so gentlemen um would like to acquire the service of nicholas chub <laughs> from me and this gentleman um offered me naheem hines and two 2020 second round so to put it in perspective what you made fun of me that one week when i made my trade was i gave away uh was it two first round picks and dj moore for nick chubb and you guys said i gave away too much and now this guy wants to give you hines and two 2022s i feel like there's a medium in there there's a, somewhere there's a happy medium in there somewhere um do you even want naheem hines you know what i i'm i've been grabbing naheem hines in leagues as a throw-in exactly um, because if mac does miss time again i mean hines has already shown that he can be the third down back um i'll get can some he be carry. nick chubb because that's all that i'm not trading <laughs> no. for him unless he can no. be nick chubb <laughs> you, you know what's funny to put it in perspective uh shane jeremy and i are in an auction draft right now uh <laughs> with a bunch of people and uh uh it's been a real pain in the ass <laughs> with some of this i see jeremy shaking his head but uh i'm not gonna say anything in case uh, the commissioner that started this listens to this um i don't want to i don't want to put him on the spot but it is literally like the shittiest auction league i've ever been in i, just, oh, no. I, mean, I don't enjoy my about it at all it's like one of those things that like it's like i like the sun but when i get a sunburn i'm like okay i'm gonna get out of the sun i can't pay attention to this auction draft all flipping day every day I, oh these, these guys love it though they seem to love it they're like man i love this the pain and anguish of this freaking draft and i'm like man you're nuts this is not fun this sucks okay well he went off but what i was gonna say was when you win a player in this league you get to put it on the message board of how many years you want the contract and somebody could go over the top so the reason i mentioned it is naheem himes ended at three dollars and somebody put it on the message board for one year and nobody has said anything about trying to take him for three dollars nobody wants to take him off the guy's hand that that's all i was I trying mean, to how say how much of the budget is that it's a 200 dollars budget it's a 200 dollars budget yeah. so he oh, but- shame, man i swear <laughs> dude i i okay so i won <laughs> baker mayfield and i put a four-year you know term on him and early on we couldn't <sighs> tell if people actually wanted the players because they were putting one in two years on you're like okay i'll just take your player for three or four years exactly which is how i got i think it's how i got nick chubb david johnson and jordan howard by just <laughs> maxing out their years or whatever i went up to maybe three two or three for jordan howard i forget but he's only seven bucks um oh no i won Nikhil harry i won baker mayfield and literally every other player on my roster nick chubb jordan howard david johnson travis kelsey and david njoku i won by just somebody didn't go four years max and so i just went ahead and did it for it's crazy it's and ridiculous, and, and actually Actually, it, it's the other way around, though. You did that with Baker, not Chubb, because I would have took Chubb. You had won Chubb, but you you stole Baker from somebody. Somebody. Put oh, ba- that's right. Yeah, so, you stole so Baker. Nick Chubb and uh, Nikhil Harry, I think, are the only players I won outright, and I stole Baker Mayfield. Uh, and everybody else. I mean, it's crazy. It's been it's been it's been interesting, and and somehow my team, I have like all running backs and tight ends <laughs> because I keep ending up winning tight ends. But I saw that. but I'm just saying the reason I brought it up was because yeah, Himes is three dollars and he's on the message board for one year and nobody's gone over the top to take him away for three dollars. So that was the reason I brought it up. <laughs> I would pick him up, definitely. It, it is interesting, though. We're also, what, 10 days into this draft. So a lot of people spent a lot of money. So they're kind of uh, wary on where they're going to drop one or two dollars. So, um, But hey, I think that was all we had uh, trade-wise on the show sheet. Did you have any other trades? Did you have any other things you no, want to talk about? Because no, if not... No, no. If Not unless I make some up. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to say we're going to wrap it up here because we do have some other things to do and we're all going to be going out of town and heading to Canton, which, you know, Jeremy, you did mention about us all being there on the 18th, but you didn't mention about us putzing around the Hall of Fame on the 17th. So uh, Yeah, I, I said we're all going to go to the Hall of Fame oh, too. You did? Um, yeah, okay. that's, that's Saturday the 17th, right? Um, 
Yeah. And uh, we'll actually be there beginning Friday evening, the 16th. So, you know, if anybody lives around there and uh, wants to hang out, we'll be at the Hall of Fame on Saturday, the 17th. And from noon to six at the Midwest FF Expo. Check that website out again, MidwestFFExpo.com. I know Bob Lung wants to see a lot of people there. Um, and I know, wow, man, he's got a great cast of people to um, be exhibitors and um sponsors of this event so hopefully we can uh, help them out and get a lot of people uh, packed in there and i wanted to tell you too guys i forgot that every person who buys a ticket gets a swag bag and i oh, yeah. forget what, what's included in that but it's a bunch of free stuff and coupons and basically the money that you spend uh to get in is uh the value in that bag is actually greater than what you pay to get in so uh, that's maybe true. next show we can tell people what that is or tweet out what's in the swag bag because i forgot that's a Did good idea reach out to <laughs> no <laughs> but that's a good idea <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, reach out to Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you're right. There is some good stuff. And and you know, <laughs> Shane, we will get what you will get for going is the love of our fans coming to see us. It, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then also, hey, actually, there's quite a few Patreons that said they were going to be going as well. So uh, you want to tell everybody about our Patreon account, Shane? Oh uh, yeah, we have a Patreon account. Um where you know we have a group me chat um we have extra podcasts every week um like we're going to make these guys uh tape after this even Absolutely. though they don't want to i didn't say i didn't um, want to shane jeremy yeah. didn't either shut up <laughs> also they, they get the uh, uncensored version of this show which is great because you get to hear what happens when uh, i mute my mic um <laughs> or i think i mute my mic and i start throwing things at my family how are they gonna hear it if you mute, yeah but if you mute your mic how are they gonna hear it I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. So yeah, um, we have patrons. Uh, we get, like I said, we have the group me chat where we're all talking trades and drafts and all that all the time. You get the bonus podcast episodes, and you get the uncensored version of this. And obviously, you'll get some written content too uh, when one of the any of us gets around the writing again. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah check what? that out check it out <laughs> and also check out our itunes account at dynasty trades oh, hq that more important go buy the um the 2019 factory fantasy football guide um just ten dollars um it's well worth it and if you don't buy it then i don't like you yes and also check out our twitter account at dynasty trades hq and send us some trade offers maybe we'll talk about some trades other than the ones that shane does every single week you know <laughs> I can't trade every week. I mean, I just can't. I, can't I, I just forget. You know, it's funny. I, I made a, quite a few trades in the past couple of weeks, but I never remember them. Like, I move on. Like, it's it's one of those things that I just kind of put. Uh, I never have to have them for the show because we always have Shane trading every day of, you know, I every know. hour of every day. But, yeah, on the patron show, I'm definitely going to talk about the one I made in the high stakes contracts league. Uh, oh, cool. Brad Ziegler and all those crazies. Oh, uh, Keenan Allen. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't really want to make the trade, but I was thinking, I want to. Well, you you have to be, become a patron or listen to that episode somehow. But um, I, I wanted Keenan Allen pretty bad to set set my team up this year, and uh, I gave up a little bit more than I wanted to. I think. Oh my God, I, Jay, Jeremy's so sneaky with it that way. But yeah, all right. Why don't we say goodbye to everybody and let's do the Patreon account. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. <laughs>